Welcome to Follow Your Process. I'm your host, David Andres. This podcast covers life and business topics. We tell a lot of stories, we talk about deals, and I answer a lot of questions. Before I get started and introduce my guest for episode two, Equipment Leasing from A to Z, I'm pleased to announce that uh, we now have a title sponsor, uh, David Benegas from BenegasArtMerch.com. Uh, David and I have known each other for a long time. He's a fantastic artist based in Miami and in New Jersey. Um, and he takes a photograph that you have, a favorite photograph, and then he converts it through his own process of art, and he turns it into just a spectacular uh, visual representation of that same photograph. He's often commissioned. He has a, a, a BenegasArtMerch.com where he's taken his art and put it on furniture and t-shirts. I encourage you to visit uh, BenegasArt.com. Uh, and in a future episode, I'll be in Miami uh, and we'll do a longer episode where we'll watch him actually paint live. Today, I'm excited to uh, go live on Facebook. Uh, thank you all for watching. Uh, thank you for joining. Please uh, like, share, comment. Um, and uh, we appreciate your support. And hopefully, you're going to get a lot out of today. Um, today's episode, I have three guests. Um, two of them are from Alliance Funding Group out in California. They are a direct lender. Uh, they're quite substantial. They have over 100 salespeople. Uh, Justin Lee today is one of 11 for Christopher Ship, um, and he works uh, with uh, financing equipment. Uh, also on today is uh, a very long good friend of mine, Steve Christian. Uh, Steve and I met when I was a consultant to Delia Sod Farms uh, back in the just about 06, 07, 08. And uh, Steve was working at Dakota Peat Moss at the time, and he was selling uh, Dakota Peat, which is blended with sand to create a 90-10 mix, which is at Yankee Stadium. So many people think there's dirt under the field. There's just a 90-10 mix of like beach sand, washed beach sand, and 10% and uh, peat moss. That allows for tremendous root growth, but also allows for tremendous drainage. Uh, and uh, Steve and I had the pleasure of being there at Yankee Stadium as being built. And then Steve has been a, just a dear friend of mine over the years. We've, uh, he's from Grand Forks, North Dakota. Uh, he tolerates this East Coast guy. He's Midwestern. Uh, and he's also my financial planner personally uh, and a professional advisor. So I asked Steve to join us today because he has some experience in leasing and we'll have a conversation between uh, the three of my guests. Uh, and I will say at the outset, uh, I know what leasing is. I know the tool that it rolls, but I don't know the inner workings of leasing and that sort of stuff. So I thought that maybe my viewers uh, in any business, um, even my producer, Stephen Tucker, is going to be talking with Justin Lee about his camera equipment and leasing and what that looks like. Uh, and then obviously portable restaurant operators across America. Uh, I'm talking to a guy right now that just got started, got a bank loan for 20,000. and was a big deal. Um, but he is interested in possibly exploring leasing. So that's a small one. And then you have the larger ones, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, they typically buy everything for cash uh, because they have it. Um, and that's a different way of looking at it. So um, without further ado, I'm going to start off with, uh, Christopher Ship. Uh, he is vice president of commercial at uh, Alliance Funding Group out there in California. Christopher, nice to see you. Thank you for joining. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. I'm excited about this. So yeah, so this is uh, you know I'm, we're excited to be online with you here and uh, talk to you about uh, equipment financing and the the value of uh, financing your equipment. And we do have Justin Lee on the on the line here as well. Um, 
who is we just brought on board not too long ago. And we're super excited about having him on board. He's a really intelligent, uh, smart kid, and I think he's going to be. Uh, yeah, yeah. Before we get to Justin, tell us about your background in leasing, um, and tell us a little bit more about you know Alliance Funding Group and and what you're doing there uh, on the West Coast. So Alliance, uh, so I, you know, I've been in the business for about 25 years. Um, uh, I was uh, with a competitor for a long time and became of uh, Alliance funding about six years ago. Uh, you know, really was just looking for a, a company that I could, I felt I could really grow with a company that I thought was going to really be able to, um, to really service my customers better. And uh, it had a, a longer, uh, longer term growth plan and just a better tra- trajectory, you know, um, I wanted to work with a company that was really more cutting edge and, and more growing and uh, looking to really take risks for their customers. And that's what I really liked about Alliance is that they really are looking for ways to get deals done as opposed to looking for ways not to get deals done. And that was one of the biggest, you know, the bigger frustrations I had in the past. So I came over here to Alliance about six years ago, uh, started building out the mid-ticket division, which is, you know, typically when you say mid-ticket division, that means transactions uh, over 250000 and uh okay, so wait, i'm learning the vernacular so mid ticket items is 250,000 and then like yeah. what's the next step up uh well i mean you go from sm- small ticket is you know alliance is really based off of a small ticket model which is uh, anywhere from you know maybe 10,000 25,000 on up to t- you know 250 to 500,000 i mean there's no real defining uh line where you define mid ticket and, and large ticket or small ticket it's okay. just a general range but sure. generally speaking small tickets anywhere from small uh $20,000 transactions up to 250 to $500,000 trans uh $500,000 transactions mm-hmm. mid ticket would probably go up to you know 2 3 4 million and then mm-hmm. you go up into the larger ticket uh range um Great. so yeah, so you know, Alliance really was looking to grow into the mid-ticket space, which I really helped uh, help them do and help them uh, really get a foothold in the the mid-ticket space. So and, you've, been, you've been a part of growing the business with your knowledge and experience, and you've shared that with your teammate. You've hired new people, and it's really helped to grow out that sector. I, I know it says vice president of commercial, so you're really just focused on like commercial leases and people that need to lease. Any type of equipment? Yeah, exclusively commercial. And it's important that uh, you know, we make a distinction there because uh, we don't do um, consumer. Uh, it would have to be a business-based loan, a company that's been in business for more than three years, ideally. We do do startups, but we do like to you know, make sure that we're working with a company that, uh, or with a, a borrower that's actually a business. Um, so that is the main focus of Alliance is, is the commercial space. I got you. Um, I got you. Yeah. So let, me, let me ask you a question, Chris. Um, in the work that I do in my day job at Santa Tracks, uh, where I represent a Dutch company in America that makes everything in Poland, and then it takes 90 to 120 days to produce it, and then get it across the water another 30 days. My challenge has always been there hasn't been stock on the ground in America. And I always thought that leasing required the asset to be on the ground in America with a serial number and a plate and everything else. And, and I think that's pretty much accurate, right? Um, whereas a leasing company doesn't necessarily fund the 75% deposit and then wait 120 days and then pay the balance. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, uh, if you're, are you already leasing inside the portable restroom industry? Like, like are you already leasing to other portable restroom operators in America? 
Well, as you know, that's one of the ways we uh, coincidentally found out about each other was a mutual customer. So we do definitely lease into or uh, we do finance this space. And, uh, you know, one of our mutual customers was one of the big reasons that we really started to partner together is once we realized there was uh, some synergy there. Um, so, yeah, we do. I, we do have current clients in the space and uh, it's not a, an asset that we have an issue with. We That's one of the advantages, I would say, of working with a company like Alliance is our ability to do non-traditional assets um, like portable restrooms. And uh, that, that's kind of what might separate us a little bit from a bank who might be a little less. Wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. Non-traditional assets? What are you talking about? <laughs> They're very traditional. Come on. Well, when I say what I'm talking about, is I guess I want to make a distinction between, say, for example, a, uh, a crane or, okay. you know, something that, you know, w- would be a little more uh, a, a, bank, a bank type traditional asset where they can go grab it. And it's something that's easily resellable yeah. and that, that sort of thing. Well, listen, so, you can go grab toilets anytime you want, man. But just <laughs> make sure they're serviced. OK, yeah. um, so so what's interesting about this and part of the challenge that's, that, that I, I hope Justin uh, can help some of uh my prospects, the portable restaurant industry. And this, this, this web, this uh, podcast is meant to educate so that any viewer can watch it down the road, whether you're small, medium, or big, and understand that there's some other opportunities with a direct lender like Alliance. Um, and I would just tell the story and then we're going to, we're going to get to them in a minute, but I have to, I have to layer these uh, compliments over the entire podcast because there's just way too many of them. <laughs> um, but this Justin Lee Okay, found me on LinkedIn. I don't know how or why he can tell me later. He friended, you know, he connected with me. And I, I worked LinkedIn for the last 15 years every day, even on weekends. So I'm a big LinkedIn guy. We're going to do a whole podcast on, on share my screen, show you how to do it, whatever. That's, that's coming down the road um, where I'm going to have some salespeople on. I'm going to have a guy like Steve on, you know, just some other, you know, varying levels of uh, professionals. Because you talk to people say, look, dude, is it on LinkedIn? It's like, oh, I don't do LinkedIn. I don't do LinkedIn. Anyway. The other thing I love about LinkedIn is they got started before they were perfect, right? So I, I, I think that um, uh, that's a great business lesson if you can study that where he, he didn't wait till the, 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 the thing was perfect. He just launched it when it was good enough and then they've iterated it over time. So um, Justin found me, we connected. I, I'm, I'm pretty liberal with my connections. Um, <laughs> and then uh, he, he immediately started not only liking my posts, but then commenting on my posts. And I don't know if you all know this, but when you comment on a LinkedIn post, then your entire network sees your comment. And that's why you should comment more often. And they should be meaningful. They shouldn't be trinket. They, they actually should say something. And I don't know if you notice me, I always do my favorite hashtags. Hashtag keep going as you hashtag follow your process amidst now it's like this. And we're all faced with now it's like this. Um, I couldn't have dreamt. Uh, two years ago, I'd be sitting here doing a live stream podcast. I've always dreamed about doing presentations and being on video or whatever, but here I am. And I just have to plug uh, the producer and my friends over at uh, live stream remote, uh, Stephen Tucker. Uh, and you'll see from episode one, uh, good friend, but just a consummate professional. Uh, and we were joking in some of the pregame and everything else. This is the first time that, that Justin Alliance Funding Group uh, and, and Christopher Ship have been on a live Facebook, you know, going live podcast. And we appreciate, you know, the bankers can be sometimes a little conservative that, you know, it's a little risky or whatever. Um, but we really appreciate their team and Bridge, the president and Shauna in marketing uh, for making this happen. And I, I really thank you guys for doing this. And I think you're going to look back on it now that you have this podcast and you can share this with other clients to tell them the same story in the same situation. And then obviously, uh, uh, 
all of you watching, if you need someone to do live stream remote for anything, a concert, a band, a birthday party, your grandmother's uh, 90th birthday and no one can see it, just get a hold of Stephen Tucker, uh, Stephen at livestreamremote.com. He's a personal friend. I'll get you a cell phone number, DM him, whatever. And just mention, follow your process. That's where I found you. And uh, he'll, he'll, he'll take very good care of you. Um, so coming back to it, uh, there's a need, I think, right now in the portable restroom industry because everyone's CapEx is maxed out. So let's say a guy planned to spend a million dollars this year. He needs to actually spend two and a half, three, right? Like mm-hmm. everyone is maxed out by buying sinks and trailers and toilets and everything. And we have, we have Laura coming up, up, bearing down on us right now, Cat 4. So all of those guys wish they had more equipment right now, mm-hmm. like right now. Because if they had more equipment, they could rent it. They could fill the need. Okay. Um, so talk a little bit about how, uh, 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 and this will transition over to Justin in a minute. How should they be thinking about their business to get information ready for you guys uh, so that you can evaluate them from a credit perspective? Uh, like, like what kind of information do they need to send over? Maybe Justin, why don't, well, why don't you take yeah, that? Yeah, I want to let Justin speak a little bit. And also, Justin, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself too? Yes. Um, as well. Yeah. Uh, well, like Dave said, uh, we met through via LinkedIn. Um, he, I gave him actually a phone call. Um, he was, his first thing was, how'd you get my number? I said, well, you advertised it through a LinkedIn post. So that's how I gave you a call. And, you know, the, the rest is history from there. Um, like, uh, like Chris uh, came from a competitor, um, been in the industry for three years. Uh, studied finance in school and um, never looked back since. And, you know, really happy with Alliance and uh, the corporate and management team that's, uh, you know, helped support me and, um, you know, take on, like Chris said, uh, you can see, um, you know, the eagerness in terms of, you know, wanting to take on riskier deals and you know, figuring out ways to get deals done, um, not the other way around. Um, but to get back to uh, Dave's question in terms of, you know, hey, what does a what does any company need or business need in terms of, hey, what can I qualify to, um, for in terms of financing and leasing? Um, you know, we have two different programs, uh, one being our application only program, which is, Hey, you sign a credit app, send us, uh, the equipment quote, and, you know, we could turn you over, you know, uh, you know, pricing terms pretty quickly or wherever commercial finance program, which is, you know, uh, any kind of standard financial package that, uh, you know, a business is going to give to a bank. So last three years of, uh, audited or, or reviewed financials, if not tax returns, uh, year to day interims, and then also, uh, you know, the credit app and equipment quote as well. Um, now the caveat, caveat is that, you know, app only, we're only taking a, you know, a look from a credit perspective and, 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 uh, a look from the, at the collateral from, um, at, at the collateral itself versus, you know, an in, in-depth analysis and review of the company's financials. So, uh, with that being said, um, you know, so, so, so Justin, when do you use that app only? Is it for just something smaller and a guy needs to move quickly and, and how long does it take an app only to like get the app to close? Like, yeah, I mean, if we get, if we get a signed credit app um, and get a um, signed proposal from the customer or term sheet and we he's like, okay, Hey, we're doing a 36 month term at whatever, you know, monthly payment and rate uh, we can provide funding within the same business day. It just really depends wow. upon when, whenever we get uh, the information by, you know, it's like, we're not going to yeah, give, sure. uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm saying, yeah, you can do it quickly. So, so there's no mm-hmm. delay. Exactly. That's the benefits of app only because it's a, hey, quick credit score. 
get it over to my underwriter. Um, hey, this is the collateral. Is it new? Is it used? If it's used, does it have, you know, you know, what's the condition of it pretty much? Um, yeah. And yeah. that's for, you know, a, a smaller transactions, you know, we usually can go up to $500,000. Um, the thing is about our app only program is that, you know, if there's multiple pieces of equipment of, you know, $100,000 truck, $150,000 excavator, et cetera, uh, we can piecemeal it and get, you know, beyond, you know, $500,000. So mm. it's a way for us to get creative. Um, and, you know, the benefit of that is sometimes, you know, from a, uh, pure financial an, uh, analysis perspective, um, not all companies will want to do commercial financing, meaning, hey, maybe they had a r- really tough year in 2018, 2019 in terms of you know, losing yeah. money. And there's a story behind it, but in terms yeah. of getting you know, maybe the rates they want or the flexible structure they want, it's not the best avenue to go down because quite frankly, you know, numbers don't lie. Um, I know every company is like, oh, wait, hey, you know, we want, you know, we're looking yeah. really good in 2020, 2021. Unfortunately, in the lending world, it's, you know, hey, what did you do in 1918? What's the story behind it? And so, when that's- so, the, so the thing that's going on in the portal restaurant industry is they've mm-hmm. all been on a, on a growth curve. Like if you talk to any portal right. restaurant, the last two or three years before COVID, the, the, the infrastructure builds, the special events, the everything going on, right? And they right. have been growing. So you're going to see, I think, from the, from the top guys, some mm-hmm. really strong numbers. We haven't had a hurricane in a couple of years. And all of a sudden now, oh, yeah. we've got a hurricane and everyone's revenue is going to jump because you're going to put out all the toilets. And then with COVID, okay, so one of the manufacturers, I heard a stat that they used to make uh, six or 700 sinks a month, right? Wow. They're now putting out 2,000 sinks a month wow. and, and you're back-ordered two, four, six weeks to even get an order in. So, so sinks are now this, this huge thing, right? So anyway, I'm just telling you that my prediction or my sense of it is you're going to find um, some very strong, healthy numbers, which I think is good. It's good for you guys. Now talk a little bit about that other deeper package uh, with all the analysis and why is that needed to go deeper uh, with, a, with a, you know, more details? Yeah, well, sometimes, you know, for example, uh, to use Chris's example, a crane could be a million dollars, right? Mm. And that's a single piece of equipment, single piece of collateral. And that, you know, we're going to need to see your last year's financials um, and you see, okay, well, hey, you know, are you guys profitable? Um, yeah. You know, are you guys, what's your tangible net worth? What's your, you know, that's equity ratio. Um, you know, who else have you borrowed from? Um, what's the structure you're looking for? Sure. So, sure. so those are the different items that we consider and look at. And ultimately, we're going to try to, you know, achieve a, um, a flexible structure or agreement that whatever the customer is looking for, um, but you know, that's our job to present as yep. many, you know, options yep. in terms of, I get it. I get it. And this has been fantastic. And I really appreciate you guys doing this. Hey, Steve, um, w- what do you think? I mean, you know, as a, as a friend, as an advisor, as a professional, Steve Christian, uh, business group, um, offers all sorts of financial planning solutions, insurance solutions. He's up in Grand Forks. Um, you know, you can, you can contact Steve direct, but Hey, Steve, what do you, what do you think about all this? And well, well, you know, what do you think? I, I think a lot right now. Um, where, where rates are at as far as what you're paying for the leasing and if you have cash, um, why not do the leasing side and put your cash into other, into, into what you're making money on. So if you're, if your lease rates are down in that 4% or wherever they're at, and you can put your money into something that's making eight to 11 to you know, 15%, why wouldn't you put your money there instead of that piece of equipment or that whatever you're leasing? So if I'm a manufacturer and, and I need a bunch of heavy equipment to um, um, run my, my shop, and but I got to feed it with steel, 
I'd rather lease the equipment at 3%, 4%, and then buy a lot more steel so I can put a lot more things through my equipment that I just leased. So now I can make more profit. Yeah. So, so, so in my, my experience, I'm now an equipment salesman. I spent, I don't know, 28 years, whatever it was, being on the portable restaurant operator side, selling deals on the sales side, construction jobs, special event jobs. So I know that side really well. I'm brand new, two years in selling equipment, right? And, and I don't know if I'm that good at it because not too many people are buying my equipment. But anyway, we'll get into that later. Um, there's other good reasons for it. Uh, and that might shift soon with this whole construction thing we've been talking about. But anyway, um, a lot of the big guys say, we're just going to pay cash, right? Now, when I worked at Tully Construction in New York City, um, Tully, the Tully Group, you can look them up. They cleaned up 75% of the World Trade Center, okay? And that's where I got them for the first time as a customer after five years of trying to get them away from call ahead. And tell me, I, I sent everything. I sent fruit baskets in. I sent every man or salesperson in. I don't know, man. I bought tickets. I did whatever. And again, Tom Olafshek would never give me the work until September 12th. I'm standing on the pile. And Denise Monarola calls me and says, Dave, they just ordered an aqua flush. It's going in tomorrow morning at eight. I said, perfect. Who signed the purchase order? So anyway, I ran in. We, we then, I helped Pete later in 1011 buy Earth Care in Long Island. So I do have some M&A background. I did the due diligence package with my consulting business uh, where we went in and looked at this business uh, and, and helped Pete get the right price for it. Anyway, he buys it and then he buys three jetbacks. Now, jetbacks are $780,000 a piece. He bought three of them at one time. And we're sitting at the dinner table at Ruby's in Louisville, great steakhouse. Uh, and the VP says, listen, uh, we got some good financing uh, packages. And the guy, Dan Skelly, looks and goes, we'll write you a check. Right Now, what they were doing is they had their own leasing inside their business that was the leasing thing to the P&L at the time, Clearbrook. So we had a lease payment from on our Clearbrook books that was actually funded by the Tully Group's whatever they had. So how does how does all that work? Or what does that you know? What do you think about that, Steve? Yep. <laughs> well, if they can do it, I guess that's that's fine. But um, for mo you know most companies, we're talking more on that mid mid range level. Okay, they're not going to have their own leasing company. Okay. Uh, and and um, um, it goes back to maybe if it was 30 years ago when interest rates were, you know, 15%, yeah. it, it would have been crazy to try to lease something back then. You probably would want to pay cash. Yeah. But now now where rates are at and what how much more you can get off, you have that leverage with that with that capital. Right. You got to leverage it in the right places. Why, hmm. why, why use it on something that's only costing you three, four percent? Why won't you, why won't you take that cash and and make make yeah eight twelve percent on that on that cash? So, so let me ask so, both Justin and and uh, Chris, what do you think of that Steve idea there? Does that make sense to you? Have you done that? Have you been able to convert somebody who usually pays cash to come into a leasing tool? so that they can use that cash in other things? Have you experienced yeah. that? 
Yeah, I mean, especially now, I mean, I think cash preservation is really important in this current environment. People do are a little more sensitive to holding on to their cash right now with everything that's going on. And uh, we've seen a, a big shift from traditional cash pairs uh, to being a little more serious about considering financing as an option, exactly for the reasons that Steve just mentioned, uh, at least one of that, that's one of the reasons, is that rates are so low right now that it does make a lot more sense uh, to finance. Um, especially, you know, given the fact that you there are the options to pay off early. It's, you know, it's not a bad idea as an insurance policy right now to just go ahead and preserve catch as much as possible. Hmm. You can always pay the loan or lease off a year from now uh, if things really do start to improve and you feel like, you know, you no longer need that cash. Um, but yeah, I think it's a great way to help grow the business. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that we pitch when we're talking to a cash payer hmm. is, you know, their ability to, uh, you know, to you to preserve cash is really important, you know, to help grow the business and yeah. and uh, have other opportunities for that cash, especially right now with, like I said, with things going on out there, holding on to cash right now, whether it's buying a competitor or other, you know, distressed assets that become available, things that you really need cash for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's really important to, uh, to preserve that cash right now. Um, Good. Listen, I really appreciate that. We're coming up on our deadline here in a couple minutes. Um, um, I think I'm going to follow up with you guys and I appreciate what Justin's done with me, but Chris, I'm probably going to follow up with you to see if there might be a relationship we can form between Sanitrax and you guys, um, to maybe be our preferred, uh, you know, leasing resource. If you, if you go to satellites website, they have leasing on there and I know it's a third party leaser. It's not actually satellite, the company. And then some of these other people are offering leasing. And what I really like I'm hearing is direct lending, right? Which I hear is the better way to go rather than a broker or something else. Yeah. We are a direct lender, but we also do have a syndication desk. So we're really the best of both worlds. We're the best of the banking world and the broker side of the business in that it just really gives us more flexibility in what we're able to do. We are booking a significant amount of our business on balance sheet right now, uh, right. which does give us the flexibility and uh, and also gives us the speed to get deals done real quick, you know, much quicker. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, we're kind of the perfect blend of both worlds, the direct lender and uh, the ability wow. to... Uh, we actually never really truly broker a deal, but we do have... Um, uh, syndication desk where we do share nice. in the risk on a transaction. Very nice. So right. yeah, it really so, gives us kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah, I'd love to, you know, I just talk more talk about this. Yeah. We're going to go a few minutes longer. We're going to go to like 42, 43 because uh, this is so valuable and it's worth a couple extra minutes and I want to give all the other guests a chance to say goodbye. And whatever. But, but Chris, thank you so much for that. And um, this has educated me in ways that, you know, I now need to know this, but really what I need is a resource to refer to. Like, like, I never see the financials. We don't know all the details. We're not going to know the credit score. We're just going to hear you can or you can't, right? Which is a deal that Justin will cut with your guidance and so forth. Um, Justin, any any closing thoughts to say goodbye to everyone? Um, um, just thank you for having uh, Chris and I on. Um, you know, we really, um, like Chris said, you know, the way that we connected was first uh, through a mutual client and they talked yeah. very highly of yeah. uh, Sanitrax and, you know, the innovation that's behind their product lines. And, yeah. um, you know, you and I, I know had, uh, you know, um, behind the scene conversations and I'm equally as um, excited and, you yeah. know, we're looking for a long-term partnership and growth, yes. um, not with just your company, but all of, uh, you know, the portable restroom operators that, that are out there. So it's really exciting hey. stuff. So listen, we have Live Nation as our biggest U.S. customer. They've been that since 2017. When a company like that owns and operates the toilets, I'm hoping I can keep getting the attention of the portable restroom guys that they need to buy some so that other people don't say, well, I can't get it from anybody. Uh, And right now we have Carter Brightman at Rentals to Go uh, in upstate New York, who has plenty of Santa tracks. And then we also have Mike Walker at C3 Presents, who has all of his inventory shuttered right now because of no festivals. 
So any of you that need uh, festival gear, you can get a hold of me. I'll put you in direct contact with C3 Presents. And right now he, st- he has three sets staged for the Laura response. And I think you're going to see Santa tracks at, at, a fe- at a disaster response address somewhere in Texas or Louisiana. And I just am sharing this because it's good for everyone to know. And there's a lot of portable restaurant operators out there looking at me, uh, wondering what's going on. You can get a hold of me. You can DM me. I work from six to midnight, seven days a week. And I always say to people, I've never worked a day in my life. It's not work. It's just what I do. And I'm just going to say, um, and I'm going to let Steve say a couple of things, but I'm just going to say this, 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 I, I was going to say kid, he is, he's 25, I'm 53. He, you know, he, he's like my son's age, right? But he plays like, he plays like, he plays with me, right? Like, like I could not say enough. I could not gush more about Justin Lee in his professionalism, in his patience, his ability to handle my intensity. Sometimes I get every once in a while, I get a little intense, you know, whatever. Um, but he has been nothing but professional, patient, persistent in a way that is also adding value to my LinkedIn by commenting. Right. And um, I dreamt this thing up. Hey, you guys want to get on my podcast? You know, and they're like, what, what's that look like? So we wrote a whole script. We wrote outlines. We did photographs. We did all that sort of stuff. Everything that you see produced by Steven, I had to send that into a shared drive and everything else. There's a lot of sausage making behind the scenes. And thank you, Steven and Skylar for your patience on episode one. So you'll notice in today's podcast, there's only 10 lower thirds. Those are the things that come across the bottom. I think there was, uh, I heard there was like 47 in episode one, which I guess is too much. I didn't know. And then there was like, I don't know, 80 plus photos or something, but there's only just a couple of photos on this one. Right. And anyway, so I'm learning is all I'm saying. And my guys, Steven and Skylar are teaching me. Um, they almost kicked me to the curb and said, we're not going to do this anymore. But anyway, they all came back. We're good. And uh, Steve, you have any parting comments there? No, just thank you, Dave, for the opportunity to, to be on with you. And, no. and- I'm sure we'll be doing a lot of things here in the next few. Yes. How's, how's everything up in Grand Forks? How's, how, hey, how's the new grandbaby? Oh, great. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Steve just had, is it your third or your third, second? Yeah. yeah. Third grandchild um, out in uh, Idaho. So we drove out to Idaho and came back. Yep. Um, but yeah, Steve, thank you for your time. We're good to go. All right. So yeah, that, that concludes you. episode two. Thank you, gentlemen. And uh, you'll thank see you on episode three next Wednesday. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot, Dave. All right, guys. All right, bye bye.